This is the Catholic Movie Guy Podcast. Yeah, we are big. I've been here on the Catholic Movie Guy Podcast. This you is going to be. Do not. Do not turn off your listening device because this is going to be perhaps the most legendary podcast of all time. What a buildup. Or, or at least the most po- legendary podcast of this podcast of all time because the Tim Man has informed me he is going to light me up. Go oh, ahead. Oh, man. You, you're going to get lit up. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm just sick of it. Yeah. All right. Sick of what? You. And my dictatorial, ridiculous, arbitrary exercise of power on the Catholic Movie Guy podcast? No. You know what you did. <laughs> what did I do, ladies and gentlemen? But give my life for the movies because he I love them. them. He loves it. Today's a light-hearted podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We're not going to get into the deep human interest stories today. No, no. We're not going to get into the deep Catholic theological musings today. Yes, we will. No, because no. why? Why? Why you ask? Because Steve is hammered. I will not let this podcast go into that good night gently or otherwise Great. until. Thomas. Named after Bob Dylan. A lot of people don't know Bingo. Of course. Because Bob would never name himself after anyone. People could only be named after Bob. Bing. And if it were a happenstance of history that you were born out of time and perhaps born before Bob, nevertheless, you were inspired by him. Correct. The only exception is our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave Bob all of his talent. Wonderful. So, uh, today we're going to... I said to the fans, and I said to myself, I said, self and fans... I am not going to end this podcast, no matter the level of interest or non-interest, until I do every Coen Brothers movie, no matter how slight. And so I thought, wonderful, let's tackle a couple comedies of the Coen Brothers today. I need the bell. Go ahead. Here we go. Yes? You said slight with regard to the Coen Brothers. There is no slight Coen Brothers movie. You are not a Coen Brothers fan. I am the Tim Man. You are correct, sir. That is true. There is no slight Coen Brothers movie. Today we address two of their lesser, no, one of their lesser lights, one of their bigger lights, comedy-wise. First, Intolerable Cruelty. Second, The Big Lebowski. A double feature on the Catholic Movie Gay Podcast. Yeah. Now, uh, morally-wise, yes, there are some problems with these movies. Please feel free to read the Kids in Mind, USCCB, whatever. But we're not gonna, we're not gonna, we're not gonna countenance that today. That's not what this is about. There are no moral problems with either movie correctly viewed. Uh, interesting. Even the nudity. Nudity is bad. Okay, Tim, start with intolerable cruelty. What's it about? What's it all about? It's about the brilliance of lawyers, first and foremost. The and, world's greatest profession. And love. What is love? It's what it's really about, isn't it? It stars the wonderful, wonderful George Clooney and the wonderful, wonderful Catherine Zeta-Jones. Now, Steve and I have a disagreement. I will say that Catherine Zeta-Jones in this movie is hotter than the hot of a thousand suns. However, he would say she's way hotter than that. I have no comment. But Elliot, I think, would agree with you, don't you? She is H-O-T hot. So basically, George Clooney is a divorce lawyer, and he's the best around. He's every Just lawyer like Larry Marmee as defensive coordinator. But he has, uh, spoiler alert, a bit of a change of heart, I think, and realizes the, the uh, shallowness of his profession and the depths of true love. Am I right, Tom? Well, you just really skated through the entire movie. Though. Wonderful. I did. I said spoiler alert. Okay. But the point is, Tim, that this movie contains pearls of wisdom, one awesome t-shirt, and 
a lot of hilarious jokes. What's I, the t-shirt? The objection t-shirt. Wonderful. I didn't know that he wore that. No, his assistant wears a shirt. His assistant in the law firm wears a shirt that says objection with an exclamation point. Just the word and exclamation point. I now own this t-shirt thanks to the wonders of the internet and it is hilarious. That's like the Catholics and Convicts shirt from Notre Dame. Well, that's very unrelated, but I'm going to go ahead and say that's a t-shirt too, yes. I will say that George Clooney acts well. He's funny. He's muy dashing. And he and Catherine Zeta-Jones provide a wonderful power couple. So let me take a little Catholic theological view of this. If we assume that because Catherine Zeta-Jones was what they call a proverbial gold digger. The timid. That her first marriage was, you know, void ab initio. Uh, I don't know if anybody got married in church. Right. Then, you know, everything else plays out pretty straightforward. And uh, I watched this movie in the hopes it would be a, a lighthearted romantic comedy. But there were uh, there were some depths there. Now, it's not it's not Citizen Kane, but it was it was it was a good movie. Very good movie. Thank goodness it isn't Citizen Kane. And I'd say a, a, a good amount of belly laughs. And by the way, Jeffrey Rush is fantastic in the movie. Everybody in the movie is great. It's fantastic. It's a great Wonderful comedy. I laugh my butt off. It is a five-star, gold star, five-banging star. Bang. I did not ask for your rating yet. Oh. <laughs> Nevertheless, he's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's a wonderful little movie by the Coen Brothers. Lesser, it why? Is this thing wonderful. is a stone-cold killer. If I were ranking the Coen Brothers movies, and I believe I have, it would be the worst or second worst Coen Brothers movie I have ever seen. Well, that's just asinine. Which, which, which this one is would top you, five. Which would you put below this movie? Most of them. Okay. No Country for Old Men? All right. I'm not going to do this. Yeah, right, right. So, like Bob, who has a 15-song top 10, the Coen Brothers top 10 has 15 movies. So I would say this is a lesser Coen Brothers film, but nevertheless, compared to any other filmmaker... Wrong. Wonderful. So I would give this movie 8.5 out of 10. Are you serious? Yeah. I thought you were a Coen Brothers fan. All right, you're right. Nine prenuptial agreements out of ten. Prenup, 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 prenup. Tim, your rating. I give this a solid ten out of ten. The Tim Man's. The Tim Man, 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 the Tim Man. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a wine and or bourbon fueled rating. That is that is that is rich. Less rich. Fantastic. It's got the Billy Bob Thornton. It does. Billy Bob's great in it. So you're looking for a romantic comedy, guys, that, you know, the wife might not hate. Wives, you're looking for something that won't put your man to sleep. Go watch this movie. It earns its PG-13, but nothing beyond that. It has a great courtroom scene. It does. It is fan fugu It's a good movie. So let us move on. That's it? That's it. I told you it was going to be lighthearted. Oh, okay. To the big hitter. In the lineup, the cleanup spot of yeah. Cohen comedies. Yeah. The big Lebowski. I'm saying there's a man. Yeah. So, Tim, this movie has some, some content that we need to be wary of. Wrong. Okay. But let's put that to the side, assuming you can keep your custody of the eyes and whatnot. Why is this comedy so great? What makes it not only a cult classic, but now an actual classic... And who could stand against it? Nobody is the answer to the last question. Only idiots and losers. Also... Many of our friends, actually, didn't like it. We showed it at our monthly movie club. Wonderful. 
Um, like I said. Go ahead. Anyway. We love you. Um, it's fantastic. It's about grace. It's about what it means to be a man. It's about standing for something. It's about quirky screwball comedy. It's about ethics. Okay, so can I give my little spiel? I guess so. I'm not really coherent. I've always had this little theory about the movie that each character is an ideology I remember. Th- I remember that. This is a good one. Okay. Listen up. So, let's start with the dude. The dude himself is an is the ideology of libertarianism embodied. I would think he is so. Easy come, easy go, non-aggression. No, you, I don't bother you, you don't bother me, etc. Take her easy. Well, you're not privy to this new stuff. stuff. Right. Walter Sobchak is the embodiment of neoconservative Republican. I, He's I gun adore, mad, loves, loves Israel. Oh, he loves it. Very violent, but has a heart of gold, wants to help his friends. Although not always in the smartest way possible, shall we say. Yeah, and he loves to fight, and he's good in a fight. Yeah, and he believes in the First Amendment. John Goodman's best role, without a doubt. Hmm, I'll, I'll give that a tink, but let's go back to Donnie. Donnie, to me, is the moderate. He's absolutely nothing. He takes both sides. He's there, but he's really not there. He's barely even sentient. He's uh, He blows where the wind blows, and he's, uh, he's Donnie, so that's the moderate. No offense to all you moderates. I love you. Five-star reviews on iTunes. Uh, Tweet me. Facebook me. You love me. Comment. Little known fact, or everybody knows it. Steve Buscemi, who's the great Donnie, also played a waiter, a lowly waiter, in Pulp Fiction. That is not only not a little known fact, as you indicated, it's, it is a fact, I'll give you that. I don't see how it's relevant to this. You might as well say Steve Buscemi was in Boardwalk Empire, which is also true. I can tell you how it's relevant. Go ahead. I saw it last night. The Tim Man watched something, everyone. So then you get to uh, Maud. Maud is the embodiment of the uh, ideology of feminism. She is the feminazi personified. The Big Lebowski is the embodiment of the big business Republican. The guy who really doesn't care about anyone is a total fraud, but acts like he cares about the little person. Really, all he cares about is himself. You mean George Bush Mitt Romney? No comment. Please do not have me or Tim assassinated. And uh, who else, Tim? Who else do we got on here? Bunny. Bunny is like a, a complete libertine, uh, dissolute. Ooh, ooh, kunkel. Yes. And of course, you have the not the nihilists who are you know nihilists. And uh, Brant. Brant's the only one I can't figure. Tim, what is Brant's ideology uh, personified? He's fantastic. Yeah, he's just uh, he's just a guy. So that's the movie. I think those are some some interesting things you can do. You can have some fun with it. But why does the movie resonate? Why does a movie about a libertarian hippie figure who gets in a series of misadventures? What is it about this movie that appeals? To the funny bone and to the heart of so many. Tim. It's funny. It is. It's really funny. It is. The dialogue is, is you know, the Coens. And, so it's you know, great. Jeff Bridges, look, it's a fun role. And you can look at it's it and kind of say, you can kind of say, well, this is an easy role. To, I think it's a very hard role to make funny. He is great. I mean, if it weren't for True Grit. Well, I mean, I think this probably is his greatest role, even considering True Grit. Because True Grit is a more straightforward play. It's hard to take the dude seriously and be as funny as he is. And you do take him seriously. And he is funny. He's fantastic. He is the personification of cool. I love the dude. He's fantastic. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you may be asking, 
Why would a movie with 300 F-bombs be on the Catholic Movie Guy podcast? I would answer you as follows. Tim is choking it up. Uh, response the first. Hit the it, cough button. It is by the Coen brothers, and therefore it is worthy of being on this podcast. Response the second. It is hilarious. And there is a theology of the body, of the nice, vulgar, nice. that by pointing out the human foibles, you can actually lead people to a better understanding of virtue. I'm not going to get into it right now. Google it. Point the third. There are some important lessons in this movie, Tim. Did you know that? Yep. Point the first. Responsibility. Responsibility. Yeah. yeah, that wasn't mine, but that's good. Point the second. The dangers of cremation. Am I right? The church allows it under certain circumstances, but it's it's frowned upon for a good reason. I'll have something to say about that later. Point the next point, whatever number that would be. You keep track at home. Nihilism is not only stupid, it's wrong. And it's say not what, even an ethos. Say what you will about the tenets of national socialism, dude. At least it's an ethos. Right. Next. The, the wandering uh, Sam Shepard, uh, not Sam Shepard, what's his name? Sam Elliott character. That's right, not Sam Shepard, very different. But Sam Shepard does have a street named after him in Midtown. Irrelevant, continue. Okay. <clears throat> he is the uh, chorus, the narrator, but he is the conscience of the whole play. And he tells you why it's okay to like the dude, because he sounds sensible, he is sensible, he's wholesome, but the dude is not. Right, and I'm not going to approve everything the dude does, certainly in this movie as shown or in his life, but there is a point to be gleaned from his whole spiel, which is there is a man for his time. You know, we're like not the in, gym man. we're not in the mid- middle ages. We're not going on crusades. We're not protecting the Holy Grail. But if you're in Los Angeles in the early nineties, in the time of our conflict with old Saddam, you know, you can only do what you can do and there's a man for his time. Be the man for your time, ladies and gentlemen. Tubular. Tubular? What are you, Raphael, the Ninja ah. Turtle? All right. So, so I wanted to discuss something about Donnie. Yes, please. This is not my original theory, but I totally buy it. H, L, and S. I have H, L, and whole hot, hot. Hook, line, and sink. Oh, I was, I was going for like lock, stock, and Wrong. barrel, LSB, that would be. Sorry. I must interject before Tim goes on his crazy rant. Tim is, is not only the Tim man. an ascriber to certain theories, but... An espouser, but a devotee. He's an aficionado. The crazier the conspiracy theory of a movie or a TV show in the case of Breaking Bad, the more likely it is that Tim will adhere to it. So in light of that knowledge, hear Tim's thoughts on Donnie. Okay, look, you totally undercut me. This, yes, this is, I did. This is not crazy. Go ahead. Okay, the theory is that the character Donnie does not exist even like within the context of the movie in real life, okay? So he is a figment of Walter's imagination. If you listen and look at the movie, almost always, with very with like one or two exceptions, he is never addressed or talked to by anyone other than Walter. Walter talks to him, the dude ignores him. Now, this theory is actually Bafo, except there are two occasions when the dude acknowledges Donnie. Once he speaks to him, and once he's in a funeral home dealing with his can we spoil this? Spoiler alert, cremains. Okay. However, I believe that the dude is mollifying Walter, who is a nut job extraordinary. You want a tow? I can get you a tow, dude. I can get you a tow by 2 o'clock this afternoon. That sort of thing. Um, But I think that Donnie is a figment of Walter's imagination. In the end, when they fight the Nihilists, 
and Walter puts these little demons to bed that he had in Vietnam because he wins this battle. I think Donnie goes to rest. He doesn't need him anymore. And they hold, you know, they just gin up this uh, uh, stupid funeral scene. I'm going to go ahead with the, you watch this movie, and you don't tell me that Donnie exists. Donnie does not exist. Go. As usual with these theories, Tim is adhering 100% to 100% th- right. Tim is adhering to a theory that he wishes were true, perhaps even that I wish were true, that would improve the movie even, in my opinion. But it doesn't hold water, ladies and gentlemen, because the funeral home director, the mortician, whatever he is, hands them an urn with ashes in it. He does Though not. There is an urn with ashes in it. There's not. He entertains them as though there is a dead person, and therefore ashes in it. What do they have in the end? A a Ralph's coffee can. Yes, because they wouldn't pay for a receptacle. That's the whole bit there. That's all, Walter. Uh, what was know, the what was what was the guy? What was the mortician talking about then? There had to be a body presented. This to him. look. This was a Korean gentleman, some young guy, and. Uh, he is a figment of Walter's imagination. This so the, fake cr- the, whole so the whole thing is... The whole thing's fake. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Fake news. Yes. It, Hashtag This, this opinion by news. Tim is fake news. Horrible. Whatever. Let's not let this deplorable and ridiculous theory get in the way of an important point about the movie. Point number two. Amy Mann, the wonderful, no. wonderful singer-songwriter... By the way, she looks bad in this movie, but she's hot. Okay. Is in this movie. She's fantastic. She's a female Bob. Go check out Lost in Space. That's a good starting point, eh? The Forgotten Arm is her seminal work. Incorrect. That is an erroneous opinion, as Tim is wont to do. Uh, Magnolia soundtrack would be a seminal work. That's good. Bachelor number two. Watch the potty mouth. Tim! Wait! Yes? There's another point I want to point out about this movie. Go ahead. Another important point. The Eagles are terrible, and Credence is awesome. The Eagles are horrible. Yeah, I know. I love Creed. The dude abides. He's I love correct. Creed. He's fantastic. Yeah, he's, he's not correct. Bob, of course. No, but he's right. Right on the money. Yeah. Part of what makes the movie great, of course, is the fact that it has this absolutely ridiculous, convoluted, complicated, neo-noir plot. And the Coens attribute that, you know, like they want to do like a Raymond uh, Chandler. Chandler. Yeah. The Big Sleep. Wonderful book. Wonderful. Or as the Spanish would say, The Biggest Sleep. Oh, uh, I want to do a Raymond Chandler style noir and actually it leads to absolutely nowhere. And that's not the point of the movie at all. And I think it's a lot like life. You get caught up in the little details when really the big picture, you don't need to know any of that. You just, the dude abides, you know, it's a great movie, great movie. But what, ladies and gentlemen, did my wife think of the movies? Hi, honey. Oh, hi. Hi. I'm just checking to see how your day is going. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, wonderful. Um, Yeah, that's great. Um, uh, uh, You know that movie, Intolerable Cruelty? (laughs) Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, I did. Yes. What would you give it out of 10? Oh, oh my, it's been too long. What do you remember? Go ahead. 
I, I remember thinking it looked so stupid. And why would I ever see that? Because I didn't really particularly care for Catherine Zeta-Jones or, um, what's his face? You know, the guy. George Clooney? Um, yeah, that guy. And then you and I watched it. What was the occasion? Did we watch a romantic comedy in honor of Valentine's Day? Or I think that's right. I think that's right. Yeah. Well... And I remember being suddenly surprised by it. I don't know, I, I, but I don't, I don't remember it well enough to uh, give it an out of ten. I don't know. Fantastic review, Sarah. <laughs> Sorry. You know that movie, The Big Lebowski. I do. Did you like it? Am I ashamed to say yes? What are you talking about? What kind of review was that? <laughs> that was horrible and wonderful. That was Steve, by the way. That's Steve talking. That's me, your husband, Steve. Oh. <laughs> Why is he mad at me? I'm a girl. I don't think I'm supposed to like that movie. I mean, whatever. What? I think you're great. You're terrific and wonderful. All right. Well, this has been informative, if nothing else. <laughs> Goodbye! There you have it. The Catholic movie gal agrees with me. The Tim man. Tim, it's a movie that has attracted a generation of followers by yeah. the wonderful writers and directors, the Cohen brothers. And it's a little movie we call The Big Lebowski. Yeah. Tim, it's wonderful. But what do you give it out of 10? Okay. <clears throat> All right, listen up, peeps. I gave Intolerable Cruelty 10 out of 10 solid gold star bangers. <laughs> Stop taking my bangers. That's my uh, phrase, ladies and gentlemen. I right. said this is a solid gold banger. That's mine. Based upon that rating, I give Big Lebowski a solid gold, super platinum, double wide, 11 out of 10 gold star banger mans. Okay, you obviously can't go over 10, so you want to retroactively reduce Intolerable Cruelty for me. Oh, wait, I can't go over 10. Go ahead. What do you mean I can't go over 10? Uh, no, you can't. Just go. All right. The 10 man times 10. Boo! Up in here. I need the pellet. Go ahead. The 10 man, 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 the 10 you going to head for Twilight. You okay. know what I'm saying? I've never heard a rap song where five Okay, okay, okay. Is. What I'm saying is, if you don't respect the measurements, you ain't gonna, <laughs> you gonna be, you ain't gonna be getting no dead presidents. You know what I'm saying? No! Or else you're gonna <laughs> end up don't, like, stop! <laughs> stop! This is the Camping Movie Guy Podcast. I'm the Tim Man, signing out! Well, this thing's off the rails. Goodbye!